0: Greetings and salutations all oh, y'all out there in the big wide wonderful world. Yes, uh, welcome to another episode of Getting Stoned with your host Mr. Stone Petoski. Coming at you live full of love, full of light, full of good vibration. That's what I'm talking about, y'all. Yeah. It's been a bit. Yeah. So I'm going to send all y'all a big hug. You know how I roll? It's coming in. It's coming in hot. Mmm. Feel that hug. Because it's for real. It's the real deal, y'all. So much love coming out there. From me to you, so much love. Mm. 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 Yes, mm. you are beautiful. You are a miracle. You are divine. You are sublime. You are right on time, out of time. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I want you to know that. I want you to feel that in your heart. Feel that in your soul. Yes. That's what I'm talking about, brothers and sisters. Feeling iry. gratitude, an attitude of gratitude. Yeah, it's like uh, when you're in that state of gratitude, you are able to connect to to source, to that higher power, to that essence that you are, and there's so much to be grateful for, we can live in that state, always. It's possible, hmm, I'm not quite there yet, but uh, you know, a work in progress. Because I often like to say, it's about progress, not perfection. Just keep moving in that positive love direction and you will be the inception of the blessing. Yes. Mm. Yes, we got the sun out today. Thank goodness for that bright, beautiful ball of light and energy from whence we came. You are the light. You are the light. You are the light. Ain't no doubt about it, y'all. Yes, we are all the light. We are light that has come together into mass, into a form for this temporary moment. And then we dissolve back into the light. Mm. Yeah, I piano. What can I say? It's how I roll. But I believe it to be the truth. So that's just—it's just the way it is for me. And so, like the uh, the indigenous, the natives of this uh, land, they call Turtle Island, believe that the two-leggeds, which would be obviously the humans. We are the the children of the earth. We have the most to learn in other words. The fish and the birds and the trees and the bees. The rivers and the mountains and the oceans and the seas. They have been here for many It's a perspective that I often remind myself of because there is this tendency for the ego to constantly be pumping oneself up and thinking that you're all that. That you're some kind of shit like a bad mofo. Yeah, like we we humans, you know, we the, we the, we it. We it, y'all, we it, we the ultimate. We're so smart, we're so handsome, we're so beautiful, we're so powerful, we're so, did I say smart? Yeah, all that stuff that we think is the case and yet, that ego and all that hubris, we end up behaving like fools, perpetuating, All manner of suffering is completely unnecessary, untenable. So, lots to learn. So keep that beginner's mind. Shonri Suzuki. Zen mind, beginner's mind. That brother was a bad ass. Um, I would encourage you to check him out. That book is uh, one of my favorites. And uh, keep that beginner's mind. Keep that gratitude, you know. Bear witness to, to the beauty, to the joy, to the divinity that is all around and within you. See it. Connect with it. Raise your vibration. Don't fall prey to the sickness of separation. It's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, shall I say, dark forces out amongst us, trying to bring, bring us down, trying to make you feel unworthy, less than, uh, weak, disenfranchised and disempowered. Don't fall for it. You are the light. You are the light. You are the light. Yes. Believe it. Know it. Trust it. Live it. Yes. And we don't need to be playing these silly games and all this scarcity and this lack and this judgment and this hate and this fear so many people being all afraid being afraid of their brothers and sisters you know being afraid they're going to catch something or some silliness human beings i will say this loudly human beings are not vectors of disease. Human beings are vectors of love. Let me say it again for those in the back. Human beings are not vectors of disease. Human beings are vectors of You feel me? I'm gonna give another hug. I'm gonna give hugs. Hug on up. Hug on up now. Come on. Hug it on up. Mm. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. I love you. Say, I love you to people, man. Tell them that. Tell them that every day. You can't say it enough. Look them in the eyes. Tell them you love them. Take their hand and and squeeze it and tell them you love them. Yes. Life is precious. Life is impermanent. Life is beautiful. Life is sacred. Life is divine. Life can be a challenge. Some of my deepest lessons have come when I am in the midst of the, the hardest moments, the most challenging of when my body is suffering or my mind is suffering and the, the pain, the anguish, is, is an opportunity uh, for, for opening our hearts even wider and for, for embracing that challenge. And seeing that challenge as an opportunity to learn, to grow, to love more, to appreciate more, to honor ourselves, to honor this life. Yes. Yeah, I, I hope you're feeling I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're feeling the the, the love and mm, you're tasting it. Ken Wilber, uh, uh, another brother that I'm a big, big fan of, you know, he talks about one, you know, one taste. Uh, he's got so much to offer. Again, I, I just thought of him. He just popped into my mind and when I said the word taste. And uh, yeah, that brother's worth checking out as well. I actually ought to, ought to do some grab one of my books that he wrote and read from, from it, like I like to do here on this show. And uh, I'm gonna make a mental note of that. But, um, Grace and Grit, another amazing book of his about the story of he and his wife and the love they shared and the life they shared. And uh, I was very moved by that book. And, um, yeah, so, so yes, 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 all right, all right, all right, hmm, what, uh, what do you say, let's, uh let's keep this train moving on down the tracks, enough of my uh, chit chat, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, we're going to do what we do around here, we're going to read a little bit, I got one of my, my favorite books by a brother I've been tapping into most heavily in the last year, trying to work on some things, and and um uh, for myself and, and um uh, and, and I guess by extension for, for you know for life. And yeah, that, that we're all connected to, that we're all part of and uh inseparable from. And uh yeah, this this brother is uh yeah, a special man. Special, special man. His name is Dr. Joe Dispenza and uh i would encourage you once again grab one of his books uh, I'm, I'm deep into, into the into the third one now and uh he's got all kinds of rad meditations and you know uh, i first heard of him from a film called what the Bleep, and uh that was that was uh, many many years ago uh, it, it, and I and I I, I t- the film was phenomenal. It it's it, uh, highly recommended. And uh, and and kind of had forgotten about him. And uh, by the 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 way the universe works, you know, in all those mysterious and miraculous ways, he uh, he. I was reminded of him uh, about a year ago, and I've been. Doing some serious deep dives into it with the meditations every day and and uh, the books and the testimonials and all of that stuff that he's offering to the world. He's an incredible person, full of so much love and so much light. And uh, so I'm gonna read. Uh, I'm gonna read the the uh, the afterword from his book uh, called. You are the placebo making your mind matter. So, as I said, this is the afterword. Uh, The afterword is uh, titled Becoming Supernatural, which is actually the title to another one of his books, uh, which is equally as brilliant as this one. But, uh, so yeah, let's let's dig on into it here and... uh, Check out uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Some critics may categorize this body of work as faith healing. I'm actually fine with that accusation at this point in my life. Because what is faith when we believe in thought more than anything else? Isn't it when we accept a thought, independent of the conditions in our environment, then surrender to the outcome to such a degree that we live as if our prayers were already answered. Sounds like a formula for the placebo. We've always been the placebo. Maybe it's not so important that we pray rigorously every day to have our prayers answered, but that we instead get up from our meditation as if if our prayers have already If we accomplish this daily, we are at a level of mind where we're truly living in the unknown and expecting the unexpected. And this is when the mysterious knocks on our door. The placebo response is about being healed by thought alone. Thought by itself, however, is unmanifested emotion. Once we embrace that thought emotionally, it, becomes, it begins to become real, that is, it becomes reality. A thought without an emotional signature is void of experience and thus it is latent, waiting to be made known from the unknown. As we initiate a thought into an experience and then into wisdom, we are evolving as human beings. When you look into the mirror, you see your reflection and know that whom you are seeing is the physical you. But how do the true self, the ego, and the soul see themselves? Your life is a mirror image of your mind, your consciousness, and who you really are. There are no schools of ancient spiritual wisdom sitting high on mountaintops in the Himalayas waiting to initiate us into becoming mystics and saints. Our lives are our initiation into greatness. Maybe you and I should see life as an opportunity to reach greater and greater levels of self So that we can overcome our own limitations with more expanded levels of consciousness. That's how a pragmatist, instead of a victim, sees it. To abandon the familiar ways in which we've grown accustomed to thinking about life in order to embrace new paradigms will feel unnatural in the beginning. Frankly, it takes effort And it's uncomfortable. Why? Because when we change we no longer feel like ourselves. My definition of genius then is to be uncomfortable and to be okay with being uncomfortable. How many times in history have admirable individuals who struggled against outdated beliefs Living outside of their comfort zones, been considered heretics and fools, only to later emerge as geniuses, saints, or masters. In time, they became supernatural, but how do you and I become supernatural? We have to begin to do what's unnatural, that is, to give in the midst of crisis, when everyone is feeling lack and poverty, to love when everyone is angry and judging others, to demonstrate courage and peace when everyone else is in fear, to show kindness when others are displaying hostility and aggression, To surrender to possibility when the rest of the world is aggressively pushing to be first, trying to control outcomes and fiercely competing in an endless drive to get to the top. To knowingly smile in the face of adversity and to cultivate the feeling of wholeness when we're diagnosed as sick. It seems so unnatural to make these types of choices in the midst of such conditions, but if we repeatedly succeed, in time, we'll transcend the norm, and we too become supernatural. And most important, by your being supernatural, you give others permission to do the same. Mirror neurons fire when we observe someone else performing an action. Our neurons mirror the neurons of that other person as though we were performing the same action. For example, when you see a professional dancer dancing the salsa, you will dance the salsa better than you did before. If you watch Serena Williams hit a tennis ball, you will hit the ball better than you did before. If you observe someone leading a community with love and compassion, you'll lead in your life in the same way. And if you witness someone self-healing from a disease by changing his or her thought processes, you'll be more prone to do the same. It's my hope that after reading this book, you'll realize that the ultimate belief is the belief in yourself and in the field of infinite possibilities. And when you merge the belief in yourself as a subjective consciousness with your belief in an objective consciousness, then you're balancing intention and surrender. It's tricky, though. If you over-intend, that's called trying, you'll get in your own way and always fall short of your vision. If you over-surrender, you'll become too lazy, apathetic, and uninspired. But if you combine a clear intention with an uncompromising trust in possibility, then you'll step into the unknown. And that's when the supernatural starts to unfold. I think that you and I are at our best when we're in the state of being. When these two stages merge, I believe that we drink from a deeper well. And when wholeness, self-satisfaction, and self-love truly come from within, because you've ventured beyond what you believed was possible and you overcame your own self-imposed limitations, that's when the uncommon occurs. To be happy with yourself in the present moment while maintaining a dream of your future is a grand recipe for manifestation. When you feel so whole, that you no longer care whether it will happen. That's when amazing things materialize before your eyes. I've learned that being whole is the perfect state of creation. I've seen this time and time again in witnessing true healings in people all over the world. They feel so complete that they no longer want no longer feel lack and no longer try to do it themselves. They let go, and to their amazement, something greater than they are responds. And they laugh at the simplicity of the process. This book and my research are, hopefully, A beginning and not the end. I'll certainly be the first to raise my hand to confess that I don't know it all. My greatest joy though is when I've contributed to someone's personal growth in some way. I've seen transformation on many faces and I can say that independent of culture, race, or gender we all look the same when we're freed from the bonds of our own self-limiting beliefs. There's a principle that I adore in biology called emergence. Have you ever seen a school of fish all breaking in the same direction at the same time? Or a flock of hundreds of birds in flight all moving together as one consciousness, as one mind? When you look at this phenomenon, you might think that all the individuals in the group are following one leader who's showing the way. It appears that the synchronistic movements of hundreds or even thousands of individual organisms all doing the same thing at the same time is a top-down phenomenon. But that's not what's really happening. It turns out that this level of unity takes place at a bottom-up phenomenon. The group actually has no leader. Everyone is leading. They're all part of the same collective consciousness doing the same thing at the same time. It's as if the whole is connected in a field of information beyond space and time. One community is presenting as one mind, one organism is created from each individual becoming one. There's power in numbers. We've been programmed and conditioned into a subconscious belief that if we lead with too much passion and change the world, we'll surely be assassinated. Most great leaders who've altered the course of history with a profound message get it in the end. Whether we're talking about Martin Luther King, Jr., Mahatma Gandhi, John Lennon, Joan of Arc, William Wallace, Jesus of Nazareth, or Abraham Lincoln, an unconscious stigma exists that suggests that all visionary leaders must give their lives for the truth. But maybe we've finally arrived at the time in history when it's more important to live for the truth than to die for it. If hundreds, thousands, or even millions of human beings embrace a new consciousness based on possibility, align their actions with their intentions, and live by greater universal laws Of love, kindness, and compassion, a new consciousness will emerge and will experience true oneness. Then we might just have too many leaders to remove. So if, on a daily basis, you're committed to demonstrating your personal best and you're overcoming selfish states of mind driven by stress hormones, and I'm doing the same, then together we're changing the world by changing ourselves. And if enough of us are tempering ourselves into some more whole human beings, then as the individual communities we live in emerge around the world, they'll eventually consume the present mindset of reality based on fear, competition, lack, hostility, greed, and deception. In time, the old will be completely consumed by the new. A particular concern of mine is that we now live in a world where scientific research is commingled with self-interest and often influenced by profits. so I question whether we're being told the truth about the way things really are. It's up to us to discover the truth for ourselves. Imagine a world inhabited by billions of people just like a school of fish living as one. Where everyone is embracing similar uplifting thoughts connected to unlimited possibility and these thoughts allow people to make more inspired choices, demonstrate more altruistic behaviors, and create more enlightened experiences. People would then no longer be living by the survival-based emotions we're so familiar with now, feeling more like matter than energy, separate from possibility. Instead, they'd be living by more expanded, selfless, heartfelt emotions feeling more like energy than matter, connected to something greater. If we could do this, then an entirely different world would emerge, and we would be living by a new credo based on the open heart. That's what I see when I close my eyes to meditate. I told you Dr. Joe was no joke. That brother don't play, man. That brother do not play. He is coming, he is coming at this living of life with a profound open heart and open mind with an intense degree of compassion and empathy and joy and gratitude and i have been immensely uh, grateful for for that man yes thank you brother thank you thank you dr joe dispenza thank you check him out y'all uh, nothing but Nothing but good things will come if you if you connect to his teachings that I can say unequivocally. All right. Let's, 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 let's come on in for another hug. Let's come on in for another hug. Come on. Come on. Come on. Get on up in here now. Don't stay over there on the side upon that dance floor and hug it out with all your brothers and sisters here come on feel it mm, that feels good that just feels so good man so good nothing beats a good good love feel hug. just it's the best hmm you can even hug the earth feels it feels just, just as good a hug a tree a hug a Put yourself in the ocean and hug the ocean, and you know, go give your your dog a hug. Mm. Uh, so much love for all y'all. I want you to feel it. I want you to feel it. Mm. Uh, all right, let's do a tune, and then uh, and then we'll get down. We'll get on out of here. What do you say? Well, uh, this is a, another. Um, this another song of mine, it's a new song. It's, um, it's uh, gonna be on my new record. It's actually the title. Uh, it's the title song, title cut. It's called Trin Tab, And it was uh, it inspired uh, by a couple of people. One was uh, Dr. Joe and another, the other fellow was um, Buckminster Fuller. Uh, These two cats are, I don't know, the kind of heroes of mine, you know, I have deep admiration for both of these men, and um, Bucky, uh, as he was known, uh, Buckminster Fuller, uh, he was was an inventor, he was a very conscious and forward-thinking man, the geodesic dome was probably what he's most famous for. But he uh, came up with this concept of the trim tab, and and um, it's it's this specifically what it is is this tiny little tab that goes on the the ship of uh, the rudder of a ship, and uh, so you can you can turn a really large vessel. If if it just has a rudder, it's very difficult to turn it. But if you place the trim tab onto the rudder it, it, it makes the turning of the of the vessel um, significantly easier so it's this tiny little tab to call it the trim tab and you know, i i think you know this is kind of bucky's metaphor and, and i would embrace it fully that and and it, and it speaks to what you know, Doctor uh, Dispensa was talking about in, in that reading I just gave. You know, that the individual can profoundly affect the whole, uh, as because we are inseparable from the whole, of course. But by our actions, by our choices, we we can we can help create the change that we wish to see. So, that's, uh, that's kind of the nutshell version of the True Tab. Go go read more about it, check it out. Another fellow you might know, uh, the actor Jeff Bridges is a big, uh, fan of this concept, and, uh, I sort of, um, I sort of found a way to just bring a little bit of his energy into the song as well with, uh, his role uh, in the uh, the big Lebowski as the dude, one of my favorite uh, films and characters and in, in the movies. So, yes, enough of that. Without further ado, let's uh, let's let's give you a little taste of the song here. And as I often say, hopefully I'll I'll get it right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is Trim Tab. To work and abide. No one is waiting for you but you. The obstacle is the way, every moment a lesson. Lean into the trip, whether it brings curses or blessings. This is your ride, put your trim tire to work. And abide. No one is gonna save you but you. You suffer more in imagination than in reality. Your personality creates your personal reality. This is your ride. Put your trim tab to work and abide. No one is here to uplift you but you. Talk is cheap, your actions define you. So put away your expectations and live your truth. This is your ride, put your trim tab to work and abide. No one is here to love you but you Impermanence rules Impermanence rules Trim tab. The uh, title cut off of my soon-to-be-released new album. Yeah, I'm kind of recording it now. It's just me here in my little tiny studio and with my guitar and nothing fancy. It's just simple, simple me doing me things. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I hope to have that finished up here within the next uh, couple months. And, uh, you know, it'll be out there on all that Apple Music and that Spotify and YouTube and all that stuff. You can find in it. Um, obviously, you know the podcast and the Getting Stoned is my YouTube channel and Stoned Petoskey is the, you know, that's me, y'all. You can find me on those platforms, Stone Potosky. I don't know, i don't never talk about that. <laughs> All that self promotion stuff, you know, it's just sort of, it's outside my comfort zone. So I, I need a little, takes a little nudge to get me to even talk about it and say these things. But, uh, anyways, I'm so, so grateful that you took your time, your precious time to kick it with me. As always, uh, I love you. I appreciate you. I adore you. You are a fucking miracle. You are fucking beautiful. You fucking rock. And go out there and just fucking kick this day's beautiful ass and make the most of it. Yeah. Until next time, peace.